Welcome to the 164th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. All right. We survived. Oh, man. So far. For now. And now we have like Kool-Aid Man Hellboy to do. <laughs> Kool-Aid Man Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, he's got cloven feet, glowy hand, horny head. Right. Horny head. Hey. Horny head. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who turns over and says, what? Yeah. It was just like, all right. <laughs> Let's go. Well, last episode, I was very disappointed that you managed to kill all three of the monsters. Aw. Just disappointed. Nobody loves me. No one died. You don't really want to start saying you show your love for me by dying. That, that's right. like, that's true. <laughs> that's that's some cult leader territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. That's the kind of statement that will make me question our marriage. Right. <laughs> yeah, <it's true>. Fair. <sighs> that's the state. That's that's the line. That's the line. Okay, found it. Yeah, you have, to, you have to die to show you love me. That's that's the line. That's a pretty bright line, I feel like. <laughs> yep, yep. I was trying to recreate Romeo and Juliet. No. No, still no. I'm going to wait 10 fucking minutes and check your pulse. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so you guys managed to kill all three, including Iliosa's shell. And now you just have this demon who's floating on the ceiling. NBD. Thanks, Rob. He's 50 feet in the air. I thought the ceilings were 40 feet high. 40 feet in the air. Not that I want to take away fall damage, but physics. Who is also 40 feet in the air. Hooray. And we are starting the next round of combat. This is now back to Soraya. Alrighty. Well, I was going to do it earlier, and I guess I will do it now. This is finally my turn now that I've seen this fucker. It's a religion for knowledge? Yes. Wow, that's going to be a crit fail. Oh, no. That was a three on the die for a 20. And that's a die roll that I make for you. So let me actually roll your skill. Oh, well, fine. Well, you actually roll it. Well, hopefully you won't crit fail. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll actually do me a favor. For once. Nope. <laughs> I know for once in your life. Pop up. She says in the house that we bought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you get to ask me two questions. Weaknesses and resistances. Okay. Weak to good by 15 points. Resistant to mental, reduces all mental attacks by 15, and physical by 15, except for silver. Cool. Special attacks. Okay, special attacks. Arcane absorption. Any creature adjacent to Lorthact is stupefied, capable of casting prepared arcane spells, and is either immobilized, unconscious, or willing. Lorthact attempts to drain a 1 through 8th level prepared spell from the target who can resist with a successful DC 37 will saving throw. On a failure or against a willing target, the prepared arcane spell is transferred from the creature as if it were cast, and Lothact may immediately prepare that spell in the same level slot. If he already has a spell prepared in that slot, the previously prepared spell is lost. The creature is then immune to arcane absorption for 24 hours. Scholastic Masquerade or masquerade. Lothact takes on the appearance of Volshnik Orlanos, or reverts to his true form. 
In Volschneck's form, he loses his fly speed and claw strikes, doesn't inflict additional mental damage with his strikes, and reduces his AC to 34. He gains a plus four status bonus on deception checks to appear in his this human guise. He is Thoughtful Theft, Curse, Divine, Enchantment, and Mental. Any creature that takes mental damage from Lothak's claws or staff must succeed at a DC 37 will save or become stupefied one, stupefied two on a critical fail. Further mental damage dealt by Lothak increases by the value of the stupefied condition by one on a fail save to a maximum of stupefied four. Whenever Lothak causes a creature to become stupefied in this way, he absorbs some of those thoughts and gains a plus one status bonus on all will saving throws and intelligence, wisdom, or charisma based skill checks until the end of his next turn. What was the name of like his other persona? Why does that so familiar? Because that's the name of the castle slash probably, was it a hero, a Kravosan hero? He was the guy that was the Archchancellor's uncle or whatever, who was secretly still in power, except apparently he's not alive. He's actually just being masqueraded as this guy or the demon has actually always been Volschnack. Either way, bad. Bad times. Oh boy. Well, I will let people know, you know, don't, don't, don't get too close to her. You can start to siphon your willpower and knife sword just don't get Close. Just don't. You said he <laughs> doesn't like silver, though? Nope. The same as any other demon we've encountered. Silver or good. Got it. I didn't think that would be a problem for you, Miss Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really get close right now, but... Uh... <laughs> sure you can. You can step into that area. Once our mutual friend drops him, and we can, I'm sure that will happen. I'm going to also double brew some of my new perpetual items, my moderate alignment and pools, and I will throw one out and save one for later. He had cast mirror imaged, but knife sword destroyed all of the images. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> what can I say? All right, so I have brewed my two alignment ampules. Here is my attack. How's a 40 to hit him? That's a hit. Hooray! So ooh, it is gonna do seven good damage because that is what he is weak to plus the 15, so it's 23 altogether. And then two splash, so 25. Great. Does the splash do resistance separately? Yeah. Cool, so I've done a bunch of damage to this guy. We recalled knowledge, I brewed enough through. So he is a uh, Twin Talon's turn, it looks like. It is, it is indeed Twin Talon's turn. So dismiss is an action, it's one action. You end one spell effect or magic item effect. This must be an effect that you are allowed to dismiss as defined by the spell or item. Dismissal might end the effect entirely or it might just end it for certain target or targets depending on the spell or item. So it sounds like there has to be something in the description that says like this is dismissible. I don't know. All right, well, it's your turn so you can figure that out. So I'm gonna take my hasted movement first. So 25 puts me next to Brianna. Could I get like in here with 30? around the corner? Sure. Okay. So Twin Talon ducks in. Does that fling him toward the ceiling? That it does. Okay. So Twin Talon will basically just turn upside down as he runs in and (laughs) he will land easily on the ceiling. So then Twin Talon, as he lands, is going to look at him and he's going to kind of cluck his tongue and he's going to be like, turned upside down by a lowly goblin? Isith would be so disappointed. And he's going to do that. Your mommy's mad at you. Check. (laughs) All right, make a deception, intimidation, performance, or religion. It's your choice, and you know the DC is 33. Okay, so I'm going to roll deception, because that is my best. Uh, that is a 39. Ooh. That succeeds. So he is frightened, 
two. Heck yeah. She's just going to lower everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Twin Talon's going to take a gamble. So Twin Talon touches his hand to his chest and he says, Chameleon, keep me out of sight, both in darkness and in light. And he fades from view. So I don't know if this guy can see invisibility all the time. I feel like that's something that demons might be able to do. But if not, it'll give me an advantage in the combat. Maybe he won't suck all my juices out. All right, so you're invisible? Yes, Twin Talon is invisible. So you moved, you... Oh, you haste moved, you turned invisible, you have two actions left. So moving was free, so that leaves me with three actions. One action was to intimidate him, to give him the frightened two, and invisibility is a two-action spell. So that's all three. Ah, I didn't realize that was two actions. That is all three. Thank you for being honest. Yep. It is now Lothak's turn. Yay. Oh, first of all, Matt, you take four bleed. Oh, no. And then would you like to click the recovery check? Or you can just pass on it and keep bleeding. Your choice. Nah, I'll try. Might as well try, right? Uh, I rolled a seven, so no no good. Still bleeding. All right. So he is going to look at the goblin who just made him fly up into the air, unprecedented, and cast a spell which has somatic and verbal components. So who could attack opportunity you? Can I? She could. Before he does anything? Yes, 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 yes. And strike with my silver dagger. Bitch! For 36. 36 will hit because he is frightened dose. And only because he's frightened too. 14 damage. All right. It hits him, but he is still alive. I'd be really upset if that 14 killed him. Knife sword. Yes. I need you to make a will save, please. 37. You got this knife sword. That is a regular success. Cool. So you suddenly, from out of Soraya's mouth, <laughs> you see a flock of seagulls fly out and start thrashing around you and attacking at you. With their instruments or? <laughs> uh, no, no, no instruments around. It's the actual birds, not the band. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. And they're snapping and biting at you as you are frightened one and take 14 points of damage. Ah, get off. No, I will run. I will run! <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to cast a one-action magic missile at Knife Sword, but miss because of the flat check. Oh. I'm going to charge him royalties and sue for infringement. <laughs> uh, you're also going to backdate those royalties to the first time he cast a magic missile. Good idea. Let's do yes. that. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. Haya, it is your turn. Remember, you are quickened because you critically succeeded. You can either use your quickened action to move or attack. feel like I'd attack because I do not have cats fall. Cats grace? Yeah. Cat fall. Cat fall. So I think... I would, uh, remind me, that just grants me a, an extra action, yes? Yep, you can either use it to attack or move. Okay, cool. I would like to heal, who is, was it Twin Talon that looked kind of rough? Honestly, you look the roughest out of everyone. All right. But also, Twin Talon is 40 feet in the air, Ooh is 40 feet in the air, and Lothak is 40 feet in the air. Bless you. <laughs> I will do a quick heal. Battle medicine on myself. So I succeed with a 39 at the higher level. Is that right? <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this. Yeah. 
It's been a while since I've had to. <laughs> it is 2d8 plus 30. Okay, dokes. So I get 40 points of healing back. That's a nice, even number. It's a good number. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of want to jump back into the fray with you guys, but I feel like fall damage is way more deadly for those of us who, who are not as graceful. Am I right in remembering that? Yeah, it's one damage per two feet. So not only that, but like you fall, whenever you fall and take damage, you automatically land prone. So I think he's probably still laying on his back in the top of the vestibule. And you said he wasn't dead, yes? Devil, fiend, unique, lawful, evil, medium creature. Cool, let's do another divine lance. Ugh, a 34? We'll miss. Hmm. Should I hero point that, guys? What'd you roll? 12 on the die. I mean, you have three hero points if you want to use one for that. You certainly can. Four tamad. Let's do this again. Okay, a little bit better. A 37. We'll hit. Hooray! Nice. Aha! There we go. It takes 22 points of damage. And that is... Good? Good damage. Extra damage. Yeah, yeah. That's why I did it. I think that's all I can do? You can move or attack. I do not think I can do another Divine Lance, because that's two actions, but I can throw my returning javelin. You can. Yeah, that's great. All right. Let's see how this goes. Wabow! At a minus five. Ugh, okay, 23 does miss. Uh, critically misses. If I could take another hero point. <laughs> I'm gonna take a hero point. <laughs> uh, 29. Regular miss. All right, well, you know, win some, lose some. Could be worse. That's true. And that's my turn. All right, Knife Sword, it is your turn, sir. And you are quickened, but you can only use your quicken to move. Okay. I'm going to cast... No, no, not that one. That would get everybody. <laughs> um, I'm going to pass Phantasmal Killer on the bad guy. Ah, you saw my Phantasmal Killer and raised me a Phantasmal Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, let me make this save. That's a nine on the die for a 32. That's a success? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to roll damage. That's way too much damage. Should only be half of that. Yeah, it's 46. Oh my goodness. So for the 8d6 you rolled, you rolled a 6, 6, 6, 6, 1, 2, 3, 5. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the first four that you rolled, which is 6, 6, 6, 6. Which is max damage. Mm -hmm. So it's 28 points of damage. And then I will hit him with... Just, uh, you know, because he's taking my move and everything. I'm going to hit him with a magic missile. <laughs> okay. So he'll get hit with a level five. One action magic missile. For another 13 points of damage. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. <laughs> I love my sword so much. Well, you notice that the phantasmal killer didn't seem to affect him as much as you thought it would, by the way. Oh, does phantasmal killer do mental damage? Yep. Yeah, he's, go- he's resistant to that. I was proving a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, Heidi, it is your turn. All right. I'm on his level. He's actually prone on the ceiling, which is funny. I would like to try a silencing strike on him. Get him. I really don't like that you're using your abilities effectively. Could you stop? <laughs> I need you to make an attack roll first. Okay. I would like to hero point that. <laughs> for a two on the die for a 27. We're going to try that again. Good call. 39 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. So do your damage, and I will make a... 
13 damage. And I make a fort save against your class DC, but everything is lowered because of stupid frightened. 29? Nope. That's a fail. Stunned one. <laughs> Suck it. Just clocks him right in the throat. With the back of my dagger. Gacha! Which means he loses an action. And we're going to strike again for a 33. We'll hit. Hooray! Nice. 15 damage. All right. And we strike again <laughs> for 30. That misses. Okay. So I catch him in the throat. I punch him in the face or I slash him in the face and I miss the last one. It's all right. It's all right. Get him next time. It's okay. Hey. Top of the fifth round. First off, at the end of the round, ooh, you take five bleed. And then go ahead and click the recovery check. Big money. <laughs> that's one, so you're still bleeding. It is now Soraya's turn. All right, so this guy is up on the ceiling, and something spooky just happened nearby. So you specifically said it was Ilios's spirit that was leaving this cursed body. I did. Indeed, I read that from the book. So I would like to use my three action collect spirit remnant. You brandish your spirit dwelling at the location where a haunt, ghost, or other incorporeal undead was destroyed within the last minute and pray or recite ritual incantations. He pokes the spirit remnant into your spirit dwelling. Random question has nothing to do with anything. What level was she? 13th level creature. Cool. So I have a fun little reaction with my little spirit dwelling where if I get hit with positive or negative energy, I can expend either a wisp, which is like the little guys, or a remnant with these big powerful ones to resist it. And if I expend a remnant, the resistance is equal to three times the level of thing that I gained it from. So that would be 39 if I choose to use Ilya's spirit for that. Cool. I'm doing that mostly because I expect this guy to be throwing around nasty shit. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You also are quickened, but you can only use your quickened for a move action. So if you would like to move, you can. I'll move a little bit closer because I know he is 40 feet in the air. So hitting him is going to get harder. Yeah. I'll, I will move up a little bit for free if it, oh, it's got a ton. I'll move up next to Brianna. All right. Next up is Twin Talon. All right. So Twin's Talon's turn. He is going to uh, use his free movement to move five feet toward this demon dude, Lorthact. L-O-R-T-H-A-C-T. Yep, Lorthact. He'll step up to Lorthact, and then he is going to touch his right forearm, and he whispers, Hawk hunts swift and sure. And then he's bringing his short sword up and he's going to bring it down on the prone figure of the demon. So he casts True Strike. What True Strike does is allows you to roll twice and take the better result. I would rather if you didn't. Uh, tough shit. Yeah, I appreciate your position, <laughs> but it will not change the thing I do. So the better of the two is 43. So I don't know why you're targeting Tasani, but that is a critical hit against Lorthak. Unless you want to attack Tasani. No, no, I'm too far away, unfortunately. I mean, I would, uh, but I'm just too uh, far away. Right. <laughs> uh, right. You would. Okay. That's why she's my bestie. 35. Uh, so that's Ragged Wound. The target takes 1d6 persistent bleed damage. So it's still double damage, but then he also gets 1d6 persistent bleed. See how you like it, jerk face. <laughs> Not much. 27. That's piercing cold iron magic damage. So it's not good or silver, unfortunately. So, and then we double that. Actually, we had plus two, because I'm within Uzora, so that's 29, times two is 58. Woo. Minus whatever he's got. So 43. 43 points of damage. 
Bam. And I'll hit him with the debilitating strike. Palpable hit. Uh, you hit him. Didn't you hit him before? No, this is the first time I've gotten in here. Oh, okay. He put the debilitation on one of the other guys. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then he will attack again. And that is a natural one. So I'm going to use a hero point and do that again. Okay. I'll allow it because the rules say I have to. <laughs> That's very kind of you. <laughs> so thoughtful. That is a regular miss. Okay, that's what it is. All right. It is now Lorthak's turn. He's prone. While he's frightened, value decreases by one. Twin Talon, first off, you take seven bleed. Would you like to make a recovery check? I would like to recover. Boo. With a 16, you do. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! All right. Is he still stunned? He's stunned one. Yep. Stunned one. So he has two actions. First action will be to stand up. Oh, that's going to provoke from everyone around, though. Well, from who? Me! I know things. Attack of opportunity? Yep. Hooray! Let's fuck a bitch up! <laughs> 38? That's a hit. Hell yeah. Yeah! I would like to react to murder when she's done. <sighs> no! Yeah. No! Not a lot. <laughs> 13 damage. 13 points of damage will all go through because you're using a silver weapon. 15 points, then. <laughs> oh, that's right. Plus two more. All right, go ahead and reactive murder. Oh, oh. oh, you're fucking kidding me. It's natural one again. I'm going to spend a hero point to not have that be a natural one. Sounds fair. Unless it really wants to be a natural one. 29. Jeez, I'm just not. I think that's exactly what I got in my last two rolls. A one and a three. One and a three. Just a miss. Just a regular miss, though. Curses. All right. So with his last action, he is going to take the staff that he has in his hands and swing it directly at, oh, he can't see Twin Talon, so he's gonna swing it directly at, ooh. That guy's within range of me? Unfortunately, because we're up on the ceiling, we're not. Oh. Yeah. Pythagoras says 40 feet up is too far away. <laughs> Damn it, Pythagoras! You're a silly kobold anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're dead. <laughs> so a 38 will hit, and you're lucky that I only rolled a natural 20 on the concealment check against ooh. Phew, hooray. Oh, good. So first off, I need Ooh to roll a will save. Will save. Come on, Ooh. 22. That is a fail. Oh, no. You will be taking 29 points of damage. And just so you know, seven of that is bludgeoning. Eight of that is mental, in case you have some sort of mental defense. And then with a regular failure, you are stupefied one. Oh no, all your spells. <laughs> Imagine if you made a character that was so stupid they didn't take mental damage. Like they were just too dumb. That's just me in real life. And then oh. with that, at the end of their turn, their frightened value decreases by one. And then they take four points of bleed because it's 1d6 and a recovery check. That is a 14 on the recovery check, which is a failure. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <sighs> All right, Brianna, it is your turn. Thank goodness. I'm going to do the same thing, because why not? I can't do much else, so I'm going to... If there's a way I could attach the cool dagger to my javelin and then have them both <laughs> go and return, that'd be... Daggers do have a throwing range. True, but it doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> for me to keep doing it. Right, but if it kills them, they have a 10... Ooh, you're going to take a lot of mi minuses, though, because it's only 10 feet throwing. Yeah. Not worth it. Don't forget, you have two actions, and 
Divine Lance has the attack trait, so you could cast that twice. No, you can't. Haste only gives you specifically stride or strike. Strike is a specific action. Oh, strike. Yeah, okay. So you could throw your javelin again, but you could not cast a spell because it's not a strike action. I think they specifically did that so spellcasters wouldn't haste themselves and then give themselves like two fireballs a turn type of stuff. Here's a kooky question. Rob, does Knife Sword have Mage Hand? Yes. Is a knife light enough to carry a Mage Hand, some the, the dagger up to one of our friends? Is that something we can set up? Yes. The only problem with that, it can only move up to 20 feet and they're 40 feet. If you were to just throw the dagger at him, even if you miss, it would be in the space next to Urai. So best case scenario, you stab him right in his eyeball and he dies. Worst case, we take it and stab him in his eyeball next turn. Okay, so Brianna will kind of like look down at the dagger and kind of like maybe put two and two together. I don't know. It just made sense in her brain. And she says, Twintaron, ooh, get ready to use this if, if I cannot. And, uh, you know, don't don't get hit. I try my best. Okay, I'll shut up now. And uh, <laughs> I will attempt to pull out the dagger and then throw it. So a 34 to hit. Will miss, I'm guessing. Yes, it will miss, but not critically miss. You rolled a seven. Do you have a hero point? Yeah, you could hero point it. I believe I have one more. Yep, you do. Fuck it, why not? It would be a cool thing if it hits. It's true. Take my last hero point. No, 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 no. Take my hero point. Keep your last one. Aw, thanks, Rob. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Come on. Oh, 42. Okay, hang on. I got to do some math here. So you take minus two for each range increment beyond the initial range increment. So a dagger's range increment is 10 feet. So that would be minus two, four, six, eight, which becomes a 34 is a hit. My brain hurts. Okay. Wapow. Mine does too, but you hit for 22 points of damage. Okay, so it's piercing. It's silver, so all of the piercing goes through. And it's good? It's disrupting. Greater is disrupting. Which only works against undead, right? So that's 2d6 good, positive. So 22 points of damage lands into his shoulder. Okay, then I'll point it out to my friends, like, use that, it's a good dagger. (laughs) It's good against him. That is one action, and then I want to use Divine Lance again. All right, and this will be at your second attack penalty. Yes. 35? Hit. Yeah. For 18 points of good damage. That's my turn. He is not looking good. Not looking good at all. Finish him. Rob. It is your turn. Go, Nysor, go. (laughs) All right. I'm going to do kind of like a Dragon Ball charge up. All right. So next episode, you get to attack. What? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Continue. Oh, you're saying because it's Dragon Ball. Got it. Okay. I thought we were ending the episode. I was like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's all. That's all. No, the episode's not over. Nope. You just have to yell for 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh, okay. We just started. (laughs) (laughs) I already uploaded it. (laughs) I was going to say, how many actions is this? Because. And I'm going to launch a level five, three action magic missile at him. Okay. Get him. Nice. Would you like to describe how your 40 points of magic missile damage kills him? (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> so I just like concentrate and then like the, the ball of energy sort of appears between my hands and then I wind up and I throw it and it breaks apart into 40 different little balls and like just peppers him. I love it. <laughs> like a machine gun. And he falls to the ceiling because gravity's still upside down. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> combat is over. Woo, nobody Ooh. died. <laughs> I'm very proud of us, everybody. Good job. <sighs> Is everyone all right? Twin Talon's going to lean down and move the demon's mouth because we're like, I'm not, I'm dead. Because <laughs> Twin Talon's still invisible. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Fiat will go, ah, and cast some more divine lance at it. <laughs> I'm not even down. <laughs> all right, what else can this place possibly throw at us? Are we done yet? Right. You said that at the northern end of this room, this alcove, there was another door with a rune on it or something? There is. Can I look at that and see what, what's up with that? Yes. Also, the reverse gravity turns off and you all plummet to your deaths. And by that, I just mean you go back to the ground. Black Widow style. Of course they post. <laughs> Posters. Posters. <laughs> so as you look at the pulsing rune, it looks like this once connected to other chambers of this vault that you're in currently, but it looks like it's partially smudged and scratched. So it looks like it's slightly damaged or broken right now. Okay. Twin Town's gonna rifle through this guy's pockets. All right, Christine, what would you like to do as you are enter in exploration mode? I'm gonna regret this, but I'm gonna go over to Ilios' shell's throne and see what's going on over there. Twin Talon is going to rifle through Lorthak's pockets. I'm going to find some trees, probably. I see what we did there. That was my bad joke from earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, see, yeah. I see what we did there. Yeah, I have, I have the Lorthak to speak for the trees. Was my bad Oh, joke. I didn't hear it. Oh, no. <laughs> Christine is going to rifle through Ilios's pockets. Haya, what is Brianna doing? Brianna's going to go see if Aurelius is still there or he's dissipated. All right. Heidi, what is Ooh doing? Ooh is gonna wander around the inner sanctum and see if there are any bodies that need a stabbing. <laughs> okay. You're gonna go on patrol. Gotcha. Yeah, she'll just creep up behind Twin Talon and be like, you doing anything special over there? <laughs> I don't know. These paths are made for <laughs> Just, just, just checking. Just checking, you know. And Rob, what is Knife Sword doing? I'm just uh, scurrying around, checking the room for magic or whatever. Okay, so Christine, as you start to look through the blood met pool that is Iliosa's body. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at how the machine works. I'm looking at what the intended purpose of it was. Cool. So as you look at that, you see that there are indeed tubes of blood going there. She was obviously some sort of weird hell-connected vampire creature, and that this blood was slowly rejuvenating her by giving her sustenance. Gross. Very gross. Gross. Brianna, as you look at the body here, you see that it is rapidly decaying and becoming very desiccated and sallow. And with everything you've dealt with down here, that indeed your guys' thoughts are correct, unless you know where his coffin is, you can assume that his spirit or whatever he has is trying to flee back there. But there is a lot of stuff on this body that you see a lot of cool gear. Knife sword, there is a crap ton of magic radiating off of this body. 
Heidi and Matt, as you guys examine the body of Lorthak, he's just dressed in like traveler's clothes that could double as a professor's clothes, like as a teacher, except for this staff. This staff looks very interesting. Looks like it's a magically hardened wood and it's topped with a silver sculpture depicting magical runic symbols. Okay. Can I identify what the staff is? Yes, and I'm going to not make you guys go through all of the massive number of rolls. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you everything you find, put it into the group loot, and let you guys decide or fight over what you want. So the Lorthax Staff of Power is, if used as a staff, is a plus two greater striking staff. Whatever, that's cool. However, you can voluntarily destroy the Staff of Power and unleash an incredible blast of energy. It releases a 30-foot burst of magical explosion centered on the staff, dealing 2d8 force damage per charge remaining on the staff with a DC 38 basic reflex save. Any creature that is reduced to zero hit points by this damage dies instantly. Wait, how much damage is it? 2d8? 2d8 force damage per charge. Oh, but anyone who's killed by it dies? That's cool. Yep. It is topped with a pair of metal tines that grants the weapon the versatile piercing trait. So it does bludgeoning or piercing. And here are the charges that are on the staff. There is a first level ray of enfeeblement, a second level continual flame, third level levitate, fourth level globe of invulnerability and paralyze, fifth level magic missile, sixth level wall of force, seventh level cone of cold, fireball, and lightning bolts. This staff is a level 16 staff, only a merely 10,000 gold pieces. Only? Hmm. Only. 10,000? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. All right, Brianna and Knife Sword, you guys identify the following items. A plus three greater striking, bloodthirsty bane, greater impactful, merciful falchion. What? Jeez. That's a lot of tags. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to that just to look at it better at the forge. Yes, I'm putting it into the group loot, just so you know. A reflecting shield. A reflecting shield? How's that work? Super shiny. This high-grade silver buckler, hardness 6, 24 hit points, break threshold 12, is polished to a mirror-like shine. The shield functions as a spell guard shield that can also reflect spells. Once per day, as a reaction, and you are targeted by a spell, and your shield is raised, you can attempt to reflect the spell on its caster with the effects of a ninth level spell turning with a counteract modifier of plus 30. Oh, that's cool. A ring of fire resistance major. Oh my goodness, I forgot to use this. A brooch of shielding. <laughs> oh, against magic missiles? Yep, yep, yep. Oh no, Knife Sword did not magic missile him. This might be interesting for some of you. A ring of wizardry type four. Ooh. This is a lot of Knife Sword content, I'm just saying. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> magic staff, ring of magic. There's a psychic warding bracelet. And then you see along his belt, three magic wands. A Wand of Magic Missile, level 7. Wand of Fireball, level 9. Wand of Dark Light, level 7. And then lastly, I'm assuming you're also going to pour over the body of the vampire there. Yeah, I'm over there. Braces of Armor, level 2. And another Wing of Wizardry, <laughs> Ring of Wizardry, type 4. 
So yes, that is everything you find in this room. Not bad. No. <laughs> Honestly. So the description of dark light is, shadows pour forth from your eyes, creating a field of darkness that prevents light from emanating within the area. Light doesn't enter the area. Any non-magical light sources, such as torches or lanterns, don't emanate any light while inside of the area, even if their light radius would extend beyond the darkness. The spell similarly suppresses magical light at the spell's level or lower. This is a 20-foot burst within 120 feet. Light can't pass through, so creatures in the area can't see outside. Even creatures with dark vision, but not greater dark vision, can barely see through the darkness. Any creatures seen through the darkness are concealed to them. Creatures with greater dark vision can see through the darkness normally. Creatures who move into the field or start their turn within the field have some of the life and light sucked out of them, taking 2d6 bludgeoning damage and 2d6 negative damage with basic fortitude saves. When you cast a spell, choose up to four allies in the area to spare them from dark light effects. Until the spell ends, they are immune to the damage from dark light spells and can see through dark light, but not other darkness, as though they had greater dark vision. So that's cool. That falchion that he had, just so you know, it's made out of standard grade mithril. It has a weapon potency rune plus three. It has a greater striking rune. And then it has three property runes, Bloodthirsty, Bane, and Greater Impactful. Bloodthirsty, when you critically hit a target that's taking persistent bleed damage, your target becomes drained one. Activate, reaction, trigger, you reduce a creature to zero hit points with a weapon. In fact, you get a number of temporary hit points equal to twice the creature's level. These hit points remain for one minute. I think that's the bigger deal. The other one was Bane? Is it anything specific or just Bane? It's just Bane. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a Bane rune causes a weapon to grant you improved understanding of creatures of a particular type, allowing you to deal more damage to those creatures. The crafter chooses aberration, animal, beast, celestial, construct, dragon, elemental, fey, fiend, giant, monitor, ooze, or both fungus and plant. The weapon deals... 1d6 additional damage of the weapon's damage type to creatures with the chosen trait or traits. The benefit does not apply against creatures of the chosen type disguised as other creatures. It's up to the GM's discretion whether the Bane rune applies against a creature disguised as a creature of the chosen type. So Bane has to be something Bane. It can't just be Bane. It was Bane Aberration. Okay, so it's Aberration Bane. And then the last one is Greater Impactful. Impactful Greater, which is a level 17 item, by the way, by itself. This rune thrums with pure magical energy. Weapons with this rune deal an additional 1d6 force damage on a successful strike. On a critical hit, you can choose to force the target to succeed at a DC 37 fortitude save or be pushed 10 feet away from you. So that does extra 1d6 force damage all the time. When you crit, you can push them away. And at worst case, you can liquefy that into 15,000 gold full price. So half price is what? 7,500 for just that rune. Yeah. This dude had so much money on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bane is 100 gold pieces. That's not super great. Bloodthirsty is 8,500 gold pieces. That's still 4,250 gold pieces, even if we don't want it. And then Greater Impactful is 15,000. Plus the, the mithril cost. Yeah. Just anything else he happened to have on him. like. So as I'm looking through here, there is a level 8 item that's a mithril waffle iron. What? Actually? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We could sell his shit and buy a mithril waffle iron. It's only 355 gold pieces. <laughs> Why? Why would we want a mithril waffle iron? Why? To have an enchanting breakfast. The plates of this waffle iron are made of a standard grade mithril rather than iron and might bear the imprint on the plate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you would do this. Don't you want a truly enchanted breakfast? I guess. <laughs> I mean, what's better balanced than mithril? 
It's going to make flipping those eggs real easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a waffle iron. It's part of a balanced breakfast. Mithril's he old nonstick. Does it, yeah, does it have the nonstick property? It does. Food rarely <laughs> sticks to Mithril waffle iron. It's in the description. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we need it. It says, as with other Mithril cookware, food rarely sticks to Mithril waffle iron. So I guess we need a, a Mithril mess set. Mithril is fantasy Teflon? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Now that we've broken our own brains talking about the Mithril waffle Waffle iron. Let's take a week to figure out what we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cry. I mean, yeah. Figure <laughs> it out. Sure. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.